everybody. So it's the Hallmarkies podcast, and we are here for our ninth episode of Chesapeake Chats. And we're talking about show Chesapeake Shore this week is the big finale for this season. And I'm Rachel, and Casey is here to talk it over with me. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and talking about this episode. So well, thanks for having me. <laughs> so what were your overall thoughts about this episode? So I didn't mind this episode, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to lie. kind of wish it was, like, episode five. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't mind it. I thought there were a lot of, um, you know, good things going on there. Um, I didn't love it, but yeah. I didn't hate it either. So yeah, I just wish it was the middle episode. Yeah, I... I just felt like it was a continuation of the things I've been very frustrated with, but it did have some good stuff. Certainly not the worst episode of the season by any means. I, I just, I will talk about it. Some stuff I just will never understand some of the choices that they made. But like I said, there was some good stuff about, uh, we'll kind of go through the episode and talk about each of the kids kind of arc going on here. So it starts out with, uh, I liked this scene at the very beginning with all of the couples at the bridge and it just flowed I thought really nicely between one group and then you're over here and then you're over here and flowed in and out I thought pretty nicely mm-hmm. yeah I agree um, I liked how they did the camera movement yeah like the cinematography was really good in that scene yeah I agree yeah. and it, you one of the the couples is uh, Kevin and Sarah and this is like a goodbye party for Sarah. <laughs> and we're not, we went over, we've been over this so many times about how Chesapeake Shores and Philadelphia are like an hour away. This is not a problem. And I, I just, it just baffles me because they, she, she gives this big toast. I'm leaving you. You'd think that she was moving to Iraq. I mean, this is like, <laughs> what and then when she's home with her parents she said she hadn't been home in four years what okay well that that i can see why because the whole fact that she got married at home and i think that's why she hadn't been home for four years okay not because she didn't want to see her family okay, okay. like i think she was very traumatized by <laughs> being there i was like that's I what that, i thought i know that drive is is is, is not the best <laughs> pennsylvania roads are not fun but <laughs> four years so you're right you're yeah. right you're right that's that's probably true and, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> but but i mean out of context i will say if you have not visited your family in four years and they're an hour away that's really weird like yeah if, if like if she were just like if she didn't get married there if she it was like normal thing that's weird yeah but <laughs> it seemed like they had like a perfectly great relationship so yeah that is really really strange maybe they just yeah. met uh somewhere else or whatever for when they got together yeah i'm stretching my imagination so her <laughs> parents probably drove to Chesapeake shores yeah time. they're like oh sweetheart i know you can't come home we'll just come to you yeah at least i know <laughs> that that jessica sipos gets it because because i tweeted i said here's my tender goodbye speech for moving an hour away and she was she was like ha 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 she, <laughs> she like that so <laughs> um and yeah then you get like a little bit of the mick and trace drama <laughs> and honestly, like the bridge turning into a Waffle House sounds like the most delicious idea I've ever thought of. Like that sounds so yummy. What is the problem? Like, I, I will, I, yeah, I will never understand the decision to focus so much on this non-issue of Trace and Abby are not married. They're they're just dating. They're not even engaged. And so for him to have this battle between whether he should go on tour or not as a working musician, as his job, is mm-hmm. absolutely insane. If they were married, then you might have that discussion. But even so, like creative people, they, you know, now with Skype and other stuff like that, like mm-hmm. you make it work. It's just, it's, it's so stupid. I can't even understand it and i yeah. like jesse metcalf and i like megan ori and i like 
the characters, I just, this plot is just so, and I, I just, it's so frustrating to me when you have something as compelling as Megan and, mm-hmm. and, and that whole family conversation we'll talk about at the end and it gets four minutes and how yeah. much time they spend on trace. Like <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, it's very frustrating to me because I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, I did not care for that at all. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how it spanned over the entire season. Um, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous because first of all, Trace is not a businessman. Mick is a businessman. Yeah. Trace does not know numbers. Mick knows numbers. So why not take the advice of someone who's a sage in money and do what you really love, which is music. Your his his first love is not the bridge. It's music. So why is it such a big deal for him? I mean, other than pride. But well, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like do what you love and let them let him do his thing and make you successful. He's perfectly fine to run it. Well, and he tells he tells Mick, oh, I hate this band that's playing. And it's the, the like, what is it, Country Jukebox or something? Yeah. And it's like, your own band, first of all, is called the Trace Riley Band. Tell me that the Country Jukebox is a worse name than the Trace Riley Band. And secondly, your own band couldn't play in the bridge. Like, what is... I, I hear like somehow somehow you become like a hipster when did trace become a hipster <laughs> i don't know when they knocked that halo off his cowboy can i can i just say also too when they were like oh tour for six months in europe i'm like europeans like country music <laughs> what <laughs> good point that's right i mean they might maybe but but like i said they're not even engaged yeah like it's absolutely absurd that he would be like i'm sorry i have to be committed to my family uh and (laughs) like i don't know i mean like for instance when i interviewed barbara nevin she said the story about uh how one time she stumbled into or she one time she went into Cameron Matheson's apart, uh, hotel room when they were making a movie mm-hmm. and she saw, she heard like voices and stuff and she saw that he was FaceTiming with his kids and like, not just like five minutes, hi, hi. He had had it on for like the whole evening where yeah. like they could come in and out and help him and what, you know, get help with their homework, whatever. And so like people that are artists do things like that so that they yeah. can, you make it work in this day and age. There are so many ways yeah. to make it work Yeah, that like the idea of it's like you either give up your dreams you give up your talent or you are a bad person and need to get <laughs> your family what that's insane and i i just i don't know yeah i'm not gonna lie i felt really for the first time in this entire show i felt bad for lee like I never really cared for her much but like I really felt bad for her because like her 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 career is dependent on Trace I mean I'm sure she could go solo but I mean it's not fair when he's committed all this time to the band and you know he's like oh we gotta get the band together we gotta get the band together oh no blah blah and then all of a sudden it's like oh no peace and out yeah yeah like this is a and also if he is supposed to be as famous as they pretended he was with the whole paparazzi thing then i still don't get right now (laughs) like what like what's going on i i just like on one hand they try to play that he's like an up-and-coming artist and and Mm -hmm. like he he needs these gigs and he's he's you know whatever and then on the other hand they try to play that he's like uber famous <laughs> like everybody people want pictures of him coming out of cars like what yeah and that storyline went absolutely nowhere no like that's the other thing too i'm like okay it went nowhere because there's nowhere to go like well yeah that's true really like 
what is Trace supposed to do about this? Right. Nothing. Well, he can I mean, do nothing. Like, but what was the va- but my point is like what was the value add in even having it there? Like you know what I'm saying? Like they could have had so many other things rather than that. But seriously, in this episode, there was probably at least fifty percent of the episode was dedicated to trace drama. And yeah. at least. And when you have something as good, it's like we talk about in my church sometimes, we talk about good, better, best, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have something that's good, but it's not better. And then there's something that's the best thing that you're supposed to be doing. Here in this case, like even if you like the trace stuff, I can't imagine anyone saying that it's better than the mm-hmm. Megan stuff. So why, yeah. are, why isn't that 50% and trace getting 25%? I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was, yeah. that's the one thing, even though I liked, I liked the episode, didn't love it, liked it. I was disappointed in the fact that we got four minutes in the book. Yes, so disappointed. So anyway, let's talk about something more positive, which was Connor being hilarious. Because <laughs> him talking about all this, like about the fish and the shrimp and stuff, and he's like, oh, you're in, you're you know this benzene what are you gonna do i thought that was that was funny and yeah. it, the continuing thread through the entire episode of the main yeah he and danielle were nice comedic relief i yeah. suppose yeah. even though i don't exactly love danielle i want to see him with another i want to see him with like this is not so bad i want to see him with a bunch of different women like i like i just just because for the sheer fact of like if you stick six to one they get married the end that's the end of a story you know what i'm saying like it's it'd be nice to see more like dating romantic tension if you will yeah yeah i i can co-sign to that i think i would be fun uh and yeah it was just so funny he's like you definitely had too much benzene good luck for you I was, I was afraid i was like "Ooh, is that is that bridge scene gonna take away our breakfast scene which i love the breakfast mm-hmm. scenes but yeah. no we got a breakfast scene so i was really glad for that yeah <laughs> yeah and, and i did um, love the scene with um abby and nick at the yeah. breakfast table yeah yeah what'd you like about that i was like abby is right on i'm so yeah. glad that they don't have her as this like wishy-washy woman that's like oh i'm strong confident businesswoman yeah you know and then she's like oh but my love saying that i'm gonna go with him oh no you know (laughs) i'm really glad like she stuck up for what you know she believes is right which is her dad is right yeah she channeled nick and the story and abby gets it she gets it yeah Yeah. abby's on team mick this is good this is right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so uh yeah i i agree with you i thought that was nice and i mean i just can't we did a poll on my twitter granted only 12 votes on our twitter and it's winning 58 percent team trace and I, please if you're listening please explain please twitter and twitter or in comments please explain to me how you can be on team trace i just i know he's pretty i yeah. get it uh you know <laughs> treat Williams is handsome for his age uh, but I just don't understand being on Team Trace, yeah. uh, and and it's I I don't know. Like it's just such a it's such a I just don't I don't understand. Yeah. So anyway, oh, I will also say too with Mick, I do appreciate the fact that he never tries to mar Trace, yeah, in front of Abby. Like it's yeah. so easy for him to be like, Abby, what are you thinking? Dating this doofus. <laughs> <laughs> like he's an idiot why are you like he doesn't get it he's trying to go against me but he never does that and like major props because if i were mick i would not be that nice yeah in fact he actively tells her to like you know do you sure you want to get involved in this like sort of kind of things like he he's giving her really good advice like he's he's not trying to sway her to his point of view right yeah and i really appreciate that like basically he's saying like you need to talk to you need to talk about this uh, yeah. as a couple and i have to say so this season i i'm convinced there's going to be a hallmark quiche cookbook just be shores 
cookbook at the end of the season because we've got so many. And this one was arugula and pistachio, which is so <laughs> what? I don't understand that because <clears throat> arugula is like you usually have it on top of things. It's not usually mixed in, right? Yeah. Like if I have arugula on a pizza, I have it like on top of the pizza. Yeah. And then like pistachios are a nut. Yeah. How do you have nuts in cage? <laughs> what? That is just I'm I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. I'm gonna see if this yeah. is a real thing. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I just have had a very narrow definition of quiche. Arugula and pistachio quiche. Yeah. Oh, arugula and pistachio pesto quiche. Oh, pesto quiche. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. You're being very, uh, <laughs> very okay. uh, gourmet. At the uh, O'Briens. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Um, yep. And we can link it in the show notes. Oh, yes, if you want we it. will. We'll put a link. <laughs> and if people make it, send us your pictures. So now we have, uh, we do have uh, Connor and Danielle uh, that are trying to get these samples from the lake or something or from the shore. I guess I was just like, all right, <laughs> next. <laughs> now, I mean, this is lawyering. This is like, I mean, this is getting down. This is getting down and dirty for your client. This is, I mean, uh, you thought you'd never get fresh air being a lawyer. Look at yeah. That. <laughs> I, I didn't know that they did field work like that. I had no idea either. <laughs> but I really, I... I liked I liked this whole part. I thought it was cute. It was yeah. fun. Uh, and did you know about all of these meanings of all these flowers? That like I know daisies, some. daisies are for patients. Oh, I didn't know whatever, that. Whatever kind of flowers those were, they look like daisies. But yeah, I knew some of them like <laughs> way back in the day, a long time ago. If you ask me now, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Like a birds of paradise, that's the breakup flower or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess hyacinths <laughs> are the forgiveness. Uh, so that was new to me. So that was fun. Yeah. And so Megan is getting the patience flowers, and uh, and then she gets the forgiveness flowers for Trace. And the thing is, is that like, what is she asking forgiveness for? <laughs> What? I have no idea. I understand. Forgiveness for getting sassy with him at the um, bridge. <laughs> I, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just said forgiveness flowers for what? Giving you sound business advice? Like what? Yeah. I guess he he had seen they have this like debate or whatever about like and he sees her as taking mixed side but that's not true she's just stating in her opinion mm -hmm. which happens to coincide with her father but that doesn't like that doesn't necessarily mean she's taking his dad her dad's side exactly like she's just putting all the pieces she's, together and happens and to agree she's a smart woman yeah <laughs> she's a smart woman like she's not she, she's a smart woman <laughs> That's like all I gotta if, say about that. <laughs> like if I have, if I'm married and I have a disagreement with my spouse or with anybody, it doesn't have to be married, and I want to make up, I don't have to apologize for having an opinion. No. You know what I'm saying? Like I can say, I'm sorry it got heated or I'm sorry that I didn't listen better or whatever, but like you don't have to apologize for thinking. Right yeah that does not happen in real life at jess and david who i guess have basically watched this in off of the and they are going to be running sally's for the weekend or the week or whatever mm -hmm. and they end up accepting all of these fancy fancy food that was misdelivered to the diner and kobe beef and truffles and and whatever and I'm pretty sure that that's like unethical. <laughs> to do that, <laughs> that's not good to do. I don't know. Well, 
I don't know if it's necessarily stealing, but it's close. It's on the edge of stealing. I mean, I feel like you do the right thing. You just call them and say, hey, you delivered the wrong thing. They say, oh, well, we can't take it back because it's food. So yeah. you might as well keep it. Yeah. Because I've done that before yeah. um, with like Walmart grocery pickup. Sometimes they've given me wrong food and it's like good food. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, do I take this back or no? So I call because I feel bad because I'm going to be that person. Right. <laughs> I say, hey, you gave me like a dozen Krispy Kreme do- donuts that I did not order. And they say, oh, oops. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's lucky though that you didn't get like some weird, I don't know, uh, <laughs> yeah. but just like weird Chinese food or you know yeah. something like yeah. tofu or something yeah exactly yeah <laughs> like what the heck do I do with this like vegan meatloaf or whatever yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh but anyway so David's super excited for uh this delivery and like I guess I'm kind of confused because David is super rich mm-hmm we have never heard anything about him getting disowned or like officially. I mean, that Alexandra was nothing but praise for him. Yeah. When she came down, she didn't say any kind of threat or whatever. And so I don't understand if this is the food that he wants to cook. Why doesn't he cook it? They live, in a, a- res- they live in a resort town, a touristy town, have a restaurant. I don't know. Yeah. That that was another question I've, I have had the last couple of weeks is like, what is David doing with his money? Yeah. Like you can save the inn. You're filthy rich. You're an adult, which means all the money that you made is legally yours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing about this show is that the, there's, they they're setting up things that are supposed to be conflict but they're not actually conflict because they're not sensible so like they're like a false dichotomy so it is not a conflict of whether trace should go have his career or whether he should be at home because he's not married and those are not his children and he should Mm -hmm. be able to you know he should be able to go and they can work it out so and they can involve him and it should be fine this is another false dichotomy that like they're trying to show that David is like, uh, that's not like Jess is super worried about David being, becoming disinterested in her, Mm -hmm. that she's not like good enough or whatever. And that could be interesting, except for the fact that there's no reason why he can't do both. Why can't he have Jess? And I mean, and do, and cook with truffles. The two are not like, uh the two the two are not mutually exclusive he can do both right and i mean i don't know if jess is worried about him leaving because she's just had so so much baggage with i don't know people and changes like she doesn't do well with change yeah so i'm just wondering if maybe for her it's more of an emotional thing i don't know yeah yeah I, and but anyway i'm being too hard on it this was cute it was fine like everything with david and jess this season has been cute and fun his food is really delicious <laughs> <laughs> sally's got an upgrade that yes. <laughs> yes they did i would love to eat his food as well it'd be amazing um the one thing i would say with david and jess as cute and as adorable as they are i just wish there was more depth in their characters like both yes. of them um like i would love to see a scene between the two of them and just like just just hashing everything out like this is my past this is why i'm crazy and this is why i'm worried that you're gonna leave and that you know this is something that happened in when i was a child or whatever and yeah. i'll be like just, i'm always there for you blah blah and just have yeah. this like deep emotional connection and like i feel like we never get deeper than the surface with them you know like it's cute and don't get me wrong they're adorable it's just either uh, make it deeper or make it more over the top one or the other i think would have made it better like if the pecs had been way more over the top and ridiculous and if alexander had been a true villain and then that would have been entertaining 
Yeah. Or if like there had been some real meat to it and David had been really conflicted about what to do and he could have lost his inheritance or he could have, I mean, they've just, they're cute, but a little bland. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, but I'll tell you who's not bland is Kimberly Susted, who <laughs> we get <laughs> in the next scene. This was very exciting. We knew that she was coming. Mm-hmm. and i thought she might be sarah's like one of sarah's siblings but no we find out that she is the caroline from simon's <laughs> book <laughs> that meeting was amazing yeah that was <laughs> the highlight of the probably the highlight of the episode that was really fun <laughs> yeah especially because brie has been so rude about simon's book <laughs> for her to to meet caroline was really fun and then yeah. for for uh, they're like shaking hands and simon comes in and he's like oh no that i got fun. caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really really good yeah yeah Bree's really like snobby this season totally snobby like she without a doubt really like over the top stuck up this season like yeah i don't know yeah and hypocritical like she's mad at simon for putting uh her in his book and and the only reason she he's writing this personal and deep book is because he was he was so she was so critical of his (laughs) silly books like right and uh and like she's writing this super personal book but then she's really critical of simon for writing a personal book uh, so that's super hypocritical uh but it was still really fun and like it was kind of funny to see sort of this nerdy character of simon be like confronted by these two beautiful women <laughs> <laughs> only on television <laughs> yep because <laughs> amelia Ulrup is stunning and kimberly says it is beautiful and so that was pretty funny. It was, it was kind of had his, I felt like he sort of had his hand in the cookie jar. That was. Oh, he fun. sure did. Yeah. And I loved Amelia's uh, reaction, her facial yeah. expression the whole time. I was like, yeah. It was amazing. really funny. And <laughs> then we got up, we got, there was the whole thing with Trace's manager um, coming in, Mark, and uh, saying, I've got great news that you like me for which is just so frustrating <laughs> but uh but i would not want to be his manager that's for sure uh but the uh, and then we go to kevin and sarah on her farm in pennsylvania <laughs> and, so far away <laughs> yeah so far away what a journey they've taken have some cute little walks and talks and stuff yeah. and they're pretty what? good I like them and I like yeah. the real I like the interaction between the family and the brothers and yeah. how he was all like she asked me out and they were like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the dad's like mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was that was fun I enjoyed that and you got the uh, handshake of death yeah <laughs> 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 do you they're writing them out i i could see it i i could see it or there being some kind of some kind of proposal or something at the end where he because they find out i don't think they're writing i don't think they're writing brendan penny off because remember at the end he finds out he's got a job he got offered a paramedic job in chesapeake shores and so it's possible they could be writing writing Jessica Sipos off the show but uh I could also see him doing some dramatic proposal like come mm-hmm. you know whatever that would be pretty fun yeah with all the twinkle next, lights yeah next week <laughs> they could just go to that room that you know the twinkle lights the trace <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. um so yeah and then we have more of Connor and Danielle and I just said, I don't know if either of them will ever be able to eat again. <laughs> yeah. Enzyme and saline and whatever else they found in the, in the shore. It was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. I wouldn't want to eat again. 
<laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, and this is when, uh, this is when Abby gives the forgiveness flowers. And I just said, if the club was Trace's heart and soul, which is what Abby mm-hmm. says, like, I'm sorry, this is your heart and soul. Then why did he let it get plundered by Greg for a like all that time? <laughs> Like if this True. is like if this is really your heart and mm-hmm. what you love, then yeah. then you wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, That's ridiculous. Especially um, for being a first time like business owner, like yeah. I would be so micromanaging, especially being away. Like yeah. I'd send my little minions. I mean, we could send Caitlin and Carrie as spies or whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, it's not like that's the thing too. Like the bridge is not his heart and soul. It's like, music. I, I thought the bridge was like kind of his backup. Yeah. Or like you know to have a steady income while he's off because you know off in the uh, touring, yeah. and stuff, which makes total sense. Yeah. But we're talking about tricks here, so I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> So I did love when, uh, when Jess comes up to Kimberly Sested and says, I just can't believe you're real. <laughs> <laughs> so I just said, we all feel that way about Kimberly Sested, Jess. Yes. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And uh, Simon was hilarious and we got more, we got this yeah, outdoor dining and then so trace isn't gonna go to europe and he tells lee and she's like what what are you doing and that's and then john i think is his name the other guy john yeah yeah, is like what that doesn't make any sense because it doesn't make any sense and that's that connor and danielle are finished or are finishing or i don't know but they end up having a little kiss and now they're getting back together so there you go on again (laughs) off again again. I like the characters. I like Danielle. I like Connor, but I like them separate. I like them as colleagues. Like, yeah, I just, I'm not digging the whole, their relationship. The chemistry just isn't yeah. there. Like as a couple. Yeah. I think it'd be more fun to see them as like, you know, friends who are also lawyers who also happen to end up in the same courtroom on opposing sides. And yeah. then like that kind of relationship. I think they'd yeah. be awesome at that. I agree with you. I think that could be really fun. And uh, yeah, then you get that, that the next is the scene with Trey saying he doesn't like the band. And I'm like, you got to hand it to Mick. He's literally in this club in the bridge with his laptop working, 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 working. And I'm like, that's who I want to be a partner with, man. I, yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like Mick's heart and soul is business. He's not letting anything, you know, take him away from business because that's what he loves that's what his thing is whereas trace like he can't multitask so yeah but then i became anti-team mick for the first time because he tells trace he's like the the uh you've got to decide what you want and you've got to uh make a choice or whatever i'm like oh my gosh these people what Has, has nobody ever met a musician before well, I mean, I think, and I think to be fair to Mick, you can't be doing tours. Like he's already proved to himself, he's already proved that he cannot multitask. He's either got to pick one or the yeah. other and not saying like he can't be, he can't have both feet in two places. It's just that he's going to have to be, he's either going to take makeup on the offer being like the backup silent person. Yeah. Hey, we're bringing the people in. Okay more like a but he was saying yeah i agree with you that like if he was up for the partnership idea then like yeah but i thought that that mick was saying this in regards to abby and trace being gone from abby's life oh that's what i thought and uh have you talked to he's like have you talked to abby how does you know whatever and so that's why i thought he's like well you have to pick and uh i'm like I'd want a ring on my finger if I was making that kind of <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. whatever. Uh, <laughs> also, I felt like Jess is kind of borrowing problems, you know, about this, like, 
what if you get tired of me? And what if you don't like me in the future? And he's like, I love you. You're all that I want. She's like, well, what if you get tired of that? And it's like, cross that bridge when you come to it. I mean, <laughs> it's good to be prepared and all, but like, there's only so much David can do to like yeah. reassure her that he won't in the future not be in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I think it goes back to not having surf, like deep conversations and it all being surface. Like, yeah, I, I really want to see a conversation where Jess admits like that she has abandonment issues or, or something yeah. like that. I think that's what it stems from. Is like, she was abandoned by her mom as a kid. Her dad was never yeah. home. Like, you know, now this is her, this, I think it's like her first for real relationship. That's, everlasting <laughs> I think that he needs to put a ring on this girl i think she needs yes. to know that he's really committed and that he's not going anywhere and that he really loves her and that's what he needs to do yeah they need I, to dig it. <laughs> I, I would dig it yeah of all the chesapeake shore couples i want to see them get married first yeah. Yeah. the engagement first it needs to happen it needs to happen Turn off and start their own like little bed and breakfast off the coast of Maine and <laughs> start their own auber auberge. auberge. <laughs> yeah. And then they live happily ever after and you know they'd have beautiful children and all that jazz. Yeah. The end. yeah. So then we get a little scene with Connor and Kevin and that's when Kevin announces that he tells him that he has this job offer in Chesapeake Shores and what is he gonna do? And then we finally get to the big family meeting. There was four minutes left in the episode. And there's only one other episode left. Like, I just, I can't. So frustrated by that. Four minutes. And Uh, like, this was a really good, it was a good scene. It was a really good scene. But I still. It was a really good scene. I do not understand why Megan, I'm not, yeah, I do not understand why Megan had no custody or visitation at all. Like, that is super unusual, especially for somebody with five children, like, that's affluent and stuff. Like, that just doesn't happen. Like, that you have nothing. And, like, and, and we could, we could sort of speculate that, like, Oh, it was because they they mentioned a couple times that she was unwell or things, but like you'd have to be very unwell to not have visitation, to not spend any time with your children. Like, right? Well, okay. So let's think back. She said that after Jess was born, okay. Okay. They alluded to postpartum depression. Yes. Then they alluded to the fact that she couldn't get out of bed. Jess and Connor were six and eight years old when Megan left. So. There's six years there of just like mental illness and yeah. anxiety, depression, etc. She leaves. She goes and gets help. She just up and leaves, goes yeah. and gets help. But then she doesn't come back. However, that doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't have any visitation rights, unless they've mentioned that I missed it, right? Because she might have had custody, but Nick might not have let the kids go like that's because, terrible i mean because if, if mick didn't allow any visitation or custody first of all that's illegal and second of all that's a horrible thing to do to your children unless he proved that she was an unfit mother because she was not well and was like in a psych ward or something and the only reason why i say that is because i remember from one of the seasons kevin says why didn't you let me come visit you or something like that after 9-11 and Megan said I really wanted you to come but your father wouldn't let you come yeah it just I don't know it's super (laughs) far-fetched like I mean that paints Mick as a villain if he really doesn't allow his children to be around their mother at all like I understand if he needs to have full custody Mm-hmm. but if 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 he doesn't allow them to have then it doesn't really make sense their relationship now because because they're just like hey 
uh, was that a date that we just went on? Ha ha ha. Like if somebody had literally taken my children from me and I had had mm-hmm. no involvement with them as their mother, like I would never be able to get over that. Like that would be a wound that would never heal. And she says that, oh, I left out of love. I want to know what that means. I want to know yeah. what it means for her. I don't want to have to just speculate. I want the show right. to tell me. I want Megan to tell me. Right. Because I will tell you, I would not leave my children out of love. Like, yeah. that doesn't, that makes absolutely, unless I was like, I'm leaving for a time to get help and I'm yeah. coming back because I want to be a better parent. But you don't just leave your six and eight year old for 20 years because yeah. they're 20, what, 20, we've decided they're 26, 28, right. 20 years and just feel like everything should be happy again. Like, no. I don't, I, I just don't understand, I don't understand like anything. And, and I hate the fact that she keeps saying I was not well. Well, why were you not well? Like, don't make us you know, read between the lines, spill it, like say it, spell it out. Like I struggled with anxiety and depression and I was about to kill myself Yeah, and I was going to harm you. And I didn't want to do that. Like, yeah, because those are real things that need like that happen. And if that's the case, if she was that depressed and she felt like she was going to harm her children, then yes, go, go get help. Yeah. Because (laughs) she should have at least like had them at Christmas and that would be like, Oh, you know, and have some, so they can imagine some fun memories of being in New York with their mom at Christmas or something like that's not going to drill them from their friends and their schooling and their, you know, like, so I, it just, it would have to be either. I figure it has to be one of three things. One, she was an unfit parent. And I, they certainly haven't, they've hinted at some mental illness problems, but I need more than a hint. I need to know. Second, she could have just decided I'm done. I'm done being a parent, but we know Mm -hmm. that's not true because she says she left out of love. Mm -hmm. So that's not it. And then third is that, that, uh, Mick uh, literally kept her from her children, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense with her behavior towards Mick. And I cannot imagine Nell for a second allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. If Nell was the major caregiver, then that would never happen. So yeah. I'm left feeling like, what? Yeah. And then the other thing that's interesting too is that Kevin and Abby obviously side with their mom. Like, I'm certainly more sympathetic to her. Yeah. Me. Well, even, even that, like during that meeting, Kevin, one of them, they, they obviously stuck up for their mom because Connor was like, you know, she shouldn't have left us. And they were like, you don't remember because you were little. And they were like, I was a kid. I know what happened. Tired of them dangling the fruit in front of my yeah. face and just like, here, pick a grape and figure it out. <laughs> Tastes good. Yeah. And like every couple that uh that that goes through divorce unless they're super lame and they don't even try has fighting like that's part of like you don't have a dissolvement of a marriage without conflict right i can't even imagine and so uh you as i feel like you either have to show that here's how we repaired our relationship Mm -hmm. to get up to this point that we're at now right or you they should still have a toxic relationship one or the other and they haven't done either of those obviously a very broken family but like i feel like their interactions aside Mm -hmm. from when brie's book gets brought up are perfectly cordial they're out like making toast and having family dinners and and i guess there's some truth to that but i don't know yeah, I mean, they're a family that they don't talk to each other. So I can understand that. Like, you sweep everything under the rug. You act like everything's happy, honky-dory. And then when the wounds come out, it's like nobody knows how to communicate because you've not communicated before. Kind 
of, but like, I feel like they actually do communicate quite a bit. They have all these fireside chats where they're talking and, and yeah, but I mean, they're not talking about anything deep. I mean, like, it's all about like, how's your day? How's this? How's Sarah? How's, you know, Danielle? <laughs> all, you know, yes. like, just, and I don't know, like my family, we don't talk about anything super like, conflicting <laughs> if you will so maybe yeah. that's why I can that's maybe that's why I have the point of view that I have yeah um like we just we just don't do the whole confrontation thing <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean I'm from a family with six kids and we are all as different as can possibly be all six of us and luckily I mean it's honestly for the best right now that we're all sort of scattered all around the world literally right now <laughs> Uh, which you know so we can support each other and be there for each other but we don't mm-hmm. have to like be there for each other right uh, <laughs> that's good but like we would not do well with all six of us in Chesapeake Shores I can tell you that right now <laughs> but <laughs> um but I don't know I I feel like they are a family that spends a lot of time together and talks a lot mm-hmm. and has these you know I guess they're all superficial conversations but man geez yeah and I mean I also think too like the siblings may have deep conversations I'm sure this is not the first time that they have their feelings but when it comes to the kids and their parents specifically the younger three and Mick and Megan that's when it's just surface it's not anything deep because Mick was never there for them he was always working Megan obviously left yeah. So I think, I think that's, that's also the thing like that we, we see that the, the siblings have deep connections with each other. Um, like, you know, we had that scene with Connor and Jess earlier this season, they were like talking about relationship issues or whatever, or like Brie and Connor or whatever, but um, never with like, I don't think the three of them expose their feelings towards their parents. And that's why it's super like, why can you not communicate with each other? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. And they just, they just have all this resentment. And we knew that Jess did, uh, you know, and Brie's had some of that over the seasons. Uh, and, you know, she's going to publish her book, whether they like it or not, is basically kind of what she said in this, which is interesting. And yeah. Yeah, that one was that 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 Brie man. I was like, <laughs> "Girl, you are about to do something," and I don't know if I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is there any other book she could write? Like, really? At first, I thought it was just like an exaggeration of their lives, or like some little things here and there. I didn't realize it was like a complete fictionalized memoir. Like, that's kind yeah. of. I mean, airing the dirty laundry, that's kind of... Mm. Yeah, it sounds like it is. I mean, they always, the big advice is supposedly write what you know, which is actually a lot of times really terrible advice because most of our lives are super boring. And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> but, uh, but evidently that's what she did. And I don't know, as somebody, my sister's a published author. And so at a certain degree, I have sympathy for Brie because i mean i told my sister i called her up after last week's episode and i said hey i'm i've decided if you need to write about me i give you permission you can write about me i can deal with it i can't i'm not gonna be like these people that is too funny and luckily she writes picture books for the moment so i'll probably be okay but i just i just said i just want you to know i give you my permission but uh but anyway i i did i i did like the scene i thought there was some good emotion Mm -hmm. from jess some good emotion from brie from mick uh Mm -hmm. you got somebody from everybody it did feel like a little play Mm -hmm. but i was just frustrated because it was just too almost felt like too little too late Mm -hmm. yeah and and now we're just gonna get we're gonna get one episode where we really dive into this hopefully what will we kind of dive into it next week and I just, I just feel like it's, it was such a missed opportunity. They could have had this meeting between all of them in like episode four and we could mm-hmm. have spent like six episodes. I mean, all that time spent at the Boston Pecs, for instance, which led to nothing. Yeah. 
what have we found? What, what has happened because of the Boston Pecs? We know that David is more in love with her. We knew that he was in love with her. Like there's nothing, there's nothing yeah. we gained from that at all, except for a couple fun sequences. But as far as the story, it has meant zero. Should have moved that up. You know, everything should have just moved up. And all the trays and the, uh, is something going to happen? I mean, they have a lot to finish off if we're going to get something with, with uh, Miss Marvel and, and Abby. Or is that just done, I guess? I guess it's done. Uh, there, there were all these plot lines that were just wasted. Like, why did we spend all that time with the vow reveal? Yeah. What was the point of that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of things that were just weird. And I feel like there are good storylines in this season, but they were just misplaced. Like, the Miss Marvel thing, that would have been a good, like, episode one. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, it did have, it did have, I thought it had good it was a good storyline. Like, you know, we shouldn't compare ourselves to other people and things are not as they seem. And, yeah. you know, you can co-parent with somebody who seems more perfect than you are. Like, and yeah. you can be friends with them. I, I can see that since it's Hallmark and we live in the land of happy, but that should have been like episode one where it's light and fluffy. <laughs> and then they should have like had the book come yeah. out like episode four and then have everybody just not talking to each other throughout the episodes and then like the train derailment in episode 10 yeah like we agree they should have definitely cut out all of those scenes with simon and brie in the book and all of the scenes with trace and the band and is he gonna leave the band or not the band and the bridge and all of that stuff and the other thing too is this is beginning to feel like this end of season two where trace is like i don't know i gotta go tour with the band what am I going to do? And Abby's like, I'm going to let you go, baby. You can go. <laughs> and now next week, he's going to tell her, I'm going to Europe for six months. And she's going to be like, well, you need to just follow your dreams. And I guess we're going to have to break up. <sighs> like, it's the same, it's the same plot yeah. line. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? I know. Should, no. no. I guess they really just wanted him to have snipe hunts the girls i i don't know (laughs) what's going on i just don't understand why i just wish that we could have gotten this at like episode four they could have really dove into the family conflict we could have had real conflict that really forces people to grow that really Mm -hmm. forces people to change that that like real forgiveness for actually like some real forgiveness flowers would be in order here they they have just not done a very good job with developing characters with making them make interesting choices and and it's just boring they made a boring show (laughs) sorry so but yeah yeah, so and last week um uh last week barbara niven said on twitter she said i have written reams of backstory but there isn't time to share it and we I'm should like, have gotten that time. She's way more interesting than the band because we already had the story about the band last season. Yes. I could have done without the band. Like the paparazzi thing, like all the that paparazzi. stuff. Band. Like, like the, that, should, that should not have even been a focus. Like the focus this, uh, this season should have been about Megan in the book and yeah. not just like rewriting the dang book, but like us seeing the effects of the book. Yeah. Like she should have read the the book like episode three, like and and the the whole confrontation scene, which was amazing. It should have not been four minutes. It should have been like a whole episode. Yeah, I could I could have yeah. just been a fly on the wall watching them duke it out. I, I was like, oh, Connor's about to throw down that table. He's about to flip it up on yeah. Brendan Penny. <laughs> yeah, it could have been like a a little play almost. Today in the Facebook group, the uh, Chesapeake Shores Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were expressing we're we're not the only ones with this opinion i won't say names because i want to but there were a lot of people that were very frustrated by this season which made me feel much better (laughs) because i was like okay good uh the like i said i won't say names because i don't have her permission but uh somebody said 
I don't know about anyone else, but I have been struggling to stay interested this season. Abby and Trace, there just doesn't seem to be anything there. And having him come and go all the time is getting old. Whatever happened with the photographers taking pictures of Trace, Abby, and the mm-hmm. girls? I feel like that could have turned into a pretty good storyline. I love Brie and would love to see more of her. I hope Caroline doesn't come between Brie and Simon. I'd like to see Kevin and Connor with other girlfriends. Just can't get into the ones now. And I just don't know how to feel about Mick. Sometimes I think he's a good guy, but then you see how he is with Trace and Megan. I hope next season everything picks up more. And then currently there are 69 comments. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, yeah. <laughs> a lot of I agree I agree uh, and, and another person I agree and I thought it was just me <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same what a lackluster storyline I agree with you so yeah. we're not alone yeah yeah I mean it's just I, I do I think the best the best um, storyline this season that actually had something was when Jess went to the pecs in her conflict with Brie being resolved and then the Cinderella moment and all that. I mean, it could have been a little more, but I really do. Yeah, that I really was did like that scene. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I just wish that other storylines either had that much pizzazz or that they just didn't exist. Yeah. Like I, I kind of wish that who, I don't know how they, I don't know how they map up stories or whatever. Um, but like, for example, in One Calls a Heart, it's always like arc one and two, like episodes one and two is the story arc, two and three is the story arc, so on and so forth. And then you have like the overarching arcs of the first six episodes, which is, which was like the railroad. They could have done something similar like that to Chesapeake yeah. Yeah, Shores, but the storylines were all over the place. And then it was like, you're waiting, you're waiting, they're building this up and the synopsis is like the O'Briens are gonna duke it out, and like I was waiting for them to duke it out, and then they didn't even really duke it out in the form. Yeah. they could have duked it out. It's like bringing know? a pillow to a knife fight. I mean, that, yeah, that's what this like, is like. Yeah, this so <laughs> I just kind of wish that the writers would have mapped out the stories better, and that yeah. they would have not done so much focus on tracing the band because we already got that last season. Yep. Like yeah, I and agree. Brie writing like. We knew Brie was writing a book, so we didn't have to see her and Simon be conflicting about the book. Like, we could have just started off with, the book is done. Abby, read it. Yeah. And then just, like, go from there, but not focus too much on that. And, like, Barbara yeah. can read the book, like, episode three. Or I think it could be interesting if, like, if you're going to do the whole Trace thing, like, you have to give more of a reason for it being a problem then he's gone like make him like i don't know like make him kind of jerkish what's that make him kind of jerkish yeah make him kind of jerkish when he gets home so he's like taking it home or what if he like starts drinking on the road because he's sad or what if he there's like I don't know what if he's tempted by, I mean, all this stuff, I guess Hallmark doesn't want to go in these darker directions, but like, there's gotta be some other reason besides he's just doing his job. Yeah. Like, and that's what yeah. it is. He's doing his job. And, uh, uh, so I don't know. Uh, they may, you gotta make the conflict more interesting than just like business. The business is in the conflict. <laughs> For every, every, almost every conflict is revolved around business or some kind of lawsuit in some way or another. And yeah. uh, the one thing that wasn't was this. Uh, I would have liked Nell to have been in that little conversation uh, with the family because yeah. she's the one that raised them. So she's got to have a say in all of this. Like, yeah. why did she not have why did she not fight for megan to be a part of these kids lives like i want to know that yeah that's true anyway oh well it is what it is i i i'm very skeptical that we're going to get another season of this show i think that next week is the finale i especially after i saw the 69 comments thing like if even the hardcore fans Mm -hmm. are getting frustrated uh then that's not a good sign yeah and a lot of people are saying the book is a billion times better, which I think is probably true. <laughs> I'm going to uh, be reading the book. 
Oh, what's that? I just checked. I'm going to be reading the book. Oh, I checked good. it out from the library. I'm picking it up tomorrow. So I'll yeah. let y'all know. Like seriously, if you just saw this, I'm just not into the season. I agree. It's lost something. I'm struggling with the season. It's been so boring. So yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get renewed. Yeah. But I don't Which know is sad because it. the actors are awesome. They're yeah. amazing. I really love the cast. I do they're, too. They're fantastic. I I love I I love all the cast and uh, so yeah it's, it seems like it's a shame but anyway we'll see what happens next week maybe they'll turn it all around in one episode and it'll <laughs> all be redeemed uh, but uh, but anyway let us know what you think if you think we're being way too harsh then let us know what you liked uh and uh how you feel about the conflict this season uh put in the comment section or on twitter that would be really great and we would love to hear your thoughts and uh so yeah so casey where can people find you you can find me at hallmark my words on twitter yay yeah and you can find me at rachel's reviews on itunes and on youtube so please check that out i'm starting my disney scares series uh over there uh which i do every october so it's a lot of fun and uh, so thanks again and make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod on Instagram and Twitter and all of our social media. And if you can put in your reviews uh, on iTunes, you really appreciate it as well. So thanks again and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.